Welcome to another episode of Nights of the Podcast. Or should I say Night at the Podcast because it's just me. <clears throat> I am Dave D. Saints here to give you some of the news that has dropped lately. We're going to answer a questionnaire of the book of Boba Fett, which is season one. We're going to go through all the remainder. Um, yeah, I was just trying to do a little English accent right now, but I'm not going to go through that crap again. Uh, but yes, we're going to go through the remainder of the episodes all, all the way up to the season finale. I know it's been a little while since I've done another podcast, um, but yeah, I was uh, in the midst of... Of, uh, just a lot of stuff, but yeah, I'm gonna. I'm here back in my full force, and like always, I'm gonna go right into the the, the trailers, and then from there, we'll go into the questionnaires with some of the news that has dropped lately, and then we'll go into some reviews and recommendations from yours truly, Dave D. Saint. Um, but yep. Yeah. Uh, why, why don't we just get right into that? Uh, so the first trailer we're going to look at dropped around. The trailer dropped around five months ago, and it stars Josh Duhamel. And it looks like, uh, let me see, who else is in this movie? Because it looks like there's a slew of different actors in here that are well known. We have Jason Sudeikis, Evangelina, Ev- Evangeline Lilly. Um, wait, is that Josh Tumor's not in this one? Oh, no, that was the one with that was the safe haven of 2013. The one that I'm talking about is 2021. So it's Jason Sudeikis and Evangeline Lilly. Those are the main characters. And Michael Coulter, Mike Coulter, who if you know anybody of anything of Mike Coulter, then you'll know that he was in the show. Um, Luke, what was it Luke Cage? Which was a very popular show that was on Netflix and for, for Marvel. And it got discontinued because Marvel decided to cancel everything that was on Netflix. And, you know, take back their characters. If you know anything about Netflix TV shows, they have released two characters that are now indicted into the Marvel MCU. Which is the current MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe. Which happens to be uh, Daredevil. Who is you know um you know he was in the movie uh no way home and we also have kingpin who was also indicted into the marvel cinematic universe which was amazing to see them both interact with the current uh mcu characters like spider-man so yeah they're uh you know we're just waiting to hear more you know Charlie Cox, you know, very, very excited to be back into the MCU. And also Vincent D'Onofrio, he was very, very excited to make his debut in Hawkeye. And, um, you know, we don't know yet if there's any other characters that are, uh, you know, supposed to, you know, reveal themselves soon. But yes, uh, we're talking about this new trailer that we're about to look at. Uh, The... The synopsis reads, convicted felon Jimmy gets early parole after serving 12 years for armed robbery. Upon his release, he vows to give Annie his childhood love, now dying from cancer, the best last year of her life. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. So let's check out this trailer and see. I mean, Evangeline Jo Lilly looks like she has blonde hair in this movie. So it looks like it's going to be something different. Let's see what this is about. That's not it. That looks good too. So this is an all JE films? I want you love, Annie. Doctors gave her a year. 
I'm gonna beg you to let me out so I can give Annie the best year of her life. Oh, I'm so sorry. I know. Reigns, is it? Right. Jimmy, right. 15 years for picking her own kind of friends. More or less, yeah. Why don't we make that more or less, sir? Yes, sir. Outside, you tweet. Well, I said no. Well, that just make me sad. An honest man like yourself shouldn't have to fight so hard to make ends meet. Well, Jimmy, you're a very, very lucky man. Both of So, this is like. Jason Sudeikis is, you know, I guess he's trying his hand in some dramatic roles. You have no idea what you're getting yourself into. You have pushed a desperate man a little too far here. Timber, Timber. You better pray. Nothing happens. But you better pray. Nothing happens to his fiance. It takes a certain kind of woman to put up with a life like this. I'll be damned if we're gonna spend our last year together running around looking over our shoulders all the time. This ends now. It's not south of Haven, it's south of heaven. I thought this whole thing was south of Haven. <laughs> I guess no wonder that's why I uh, came up with the trailer for Safe Haven. Um, but yeah, that looks very interesting. I thought it was going to be, you know, Jason Sudeikis coming out of prison and giving her, you know, the most amazing year of her life, as in like showing her she's really loved and, and, and you know, taking care of her and blah, blah, blah. But. It turns out that this movie is about, you know, it's an action film. So that that just looks pretty cool. Alrighty. So we're gonna move on to the next series, the next trailer we're gonna talk about today. It's a movie that came out, a trailer that came out about two months ago. Um, well, the trailer came out on Prime Video about two months ago, uh, but it looks like it might have been released two years ago. Is this two years ago? Two thousand. Wait, it says two thousand and nineteen. I guess it got pushed back. I guess because a lot of the movies that were supposed to come out in two thousand and nineteen, because of the pandemic, got pushed back. And it probably was the trailer was you know oh the, the movie was supposed to come out in the theaters I think it was, and since a lot of movies went on hiatus um, and weren't released in theatric in theaters because of the fact that the pandemic was you know supposedly running amok. They uh, had to put it up for auction and it got bought by Prime, Amazon Prime. <clears throat> so they released a trailer about two months ago, from what I can see. And uh, it's called Encounter. And it was supposed to, it was released on Amazon. So the trailer, I mean, the, the synopsis reads, two brothers embark on a journey with their father who is trying to protect them from an alien threat. And so I guess this is alien. Um, the stars... Riz Ahmed, who is better known for um, being in the in the Venom movie as one of the villains, uh, Octavia Spencer, 
we also see um, is that wait a minute no there was another movie that came out in 2019 called Encounter you see this is the thing with movies being made today they steal these titles from other movies and it's hard to distinguish which one's which you know but yeah the one that I'm talking about is the one with Riz Ahmed um, so yeah let's just check out the trailer and see what's it about Encounter, an original Amazon movie. This is Mission Control to Jay. I can't believe it's been two years since I saw you last. How's Bobby? Miss you both so much. I'm heading out on another secret mission. I want to come see you, but... I need to keep fighting. Yeah, we can undo. Just to protect you. Come here. Get right. The game is going to get in the car as fast as humanly possible. We don't have to beat you. It's okay. What's going on here? We're tripping my boys at 3 a.m. to all adjacent states. They have no idea the kind of danger that they're in. Why can't we go home? They say a road trip for the rest of the mission. Nothing bad has happened to while I'm around. Besides, it's the same element of the future. I don't know what it is, dude. Take a make it up. No. If we do this thing right, you will always be a hero to your sons. No! Have you ever heard of the Three Musketeers? Toughest soldiers there ever was. They could survive anything because they stuck together. Now you're telling me if we don't stand by each other, we can't get through anything? Yes. All right, so that seems really, really interesting. Uh, it was directed by Michael Pierce, and it was released on December 3rd and on Prime on December 10th. So it looks like it was released in theaters as well, um, but uh, it was released immediately because of the pandemic, like always. Um, the pandemic literally put a stunt on so many different uh, upcoming feature films. Like, we're still, to this day, getting movies that were supposed to come out in the in the theaters you know a lot of them are out now you know especially the major big box office ones but a lot of them have flopped for that simple fact too because people are just afraid to go to the movie theaters to watch movies um so like we're getting a lot of movies that just have failed miserably at the box office but it goes to show you that major box office franchises such as the MCU or, um, you know, even horror movies like, like um, you know, Scream can make a killing if people just stopped being afraid of every stupid little thing and went outside.
wear your mask, you know, keep your distance and do your thing, you know, but people are just too afraid, you know. All right, we're going to move on to the next trailer. It is entitled New York Ninja. Just sounds, that title sounds funny. Um, It stars Don Wilson. Don Wilson, I believe it's Michael Berryman, who is, uh, you know, he's a legend when it comes to like horror films and everything. He's always been, he always looked deformed to me, but I guess that's just how he's supposed to look. It looks like uh, this is probably a low budget film. I know that there's a, an ex-porn star, or probably she's still an, an, uh, an adult film star in this movie, um, called Ginger, her name is Ginger Lynn. Or is this, I think this might be an Asian movie that they just dubbed it in English. I don't know. Let me read the synopsis really quick here. It says, uh, originally shot in 1984 and not finished until 2021. Wow. Um, yeah. New York Ninja is about a sound technician for a news station, John Liu, who becomes a vigilante ninja in New York City after his pregnant wife is murdered. That just, this seems like it might be a, a comedy of some sort. Let's check out this trailer. The land is dying. Emotions are out of control. Whatever comes, I will be ready. Abductions of young women are still being reported. Another woman with mysterious radiation burns has been discovered. 1984, the film New York Ninja began production. Unedited without sound, sat dormant for another. You have to try and pull yourself together. This city owes me. Well, what's that? Justice. Painstakingly constructed from the original unedited negative. Anything. We are strong on crime, and together we have the power. This is a big city. We're doing what we can. Never before seen explosion of a ninja action. Just looks funny. Featuring the voices of so many people here. <laughs> Donald Dragon Wilson. I need you to help me. I would. That looks freaking awesome. A classic 1984 movie shot nowadays. <laughs> All right, we're going to check out uh next trailer, which is Dexter New Blood. At this point, Dexter um, has ended the, 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 new, the new season, or is it the new series? I know that um, I found out a couple of days ago that they aired the last episode. And a lot of people hated its... Um, you know, it's, it's it's new ending. But honestly, I still have yet to finish the... I still have yet to finish the, the last series, so I can't look into this. I'm just going to look at the trailer and we'll talk about it. 
So this premiered November 7th. What are you doing? Are you Dexter Morgan? It's me. Your son. son. Only on Showtime. So it had aired already, um, and it finished. Uh, the synopsis reads, Set 10 years after Dexter Morgan went missing in the eye of Hurricane Laura, he is now living under an assumed name in upstate New York, Iron Lake, far from his original home in Miami. Again, I do not go by what people say. I tend to come up with my own um, interpretations of, you know, you know, I try to, I, oh, did my laundry, just finished. Um, so I try to uh, come up with my own interpretations of certain things. And so I will not go by what people say. I will, you know, make my own assessment or judgment when I get to the show and I finish it up myself. So next thing we're going to look at is called American. This is part of, what is it, American Crime Story? Instead of American Horror Story, they made an, uh, a sister series called uh, American Crime Story. And it involves all like real uh, stories with that, that happened. So the next one that I was, the trailer that I was looking at is called American Crime Story Season 3 Impeachment Trailer. So I guess this was the Clinton story or whatever. I have no idea. Let's check this out and see what it's about. As you no doubt heard, 
you get to work in the West Wing as of this morning. You're going to be working right beside the people who run the world. Please, be professional. There's a woman I'm very close to. In the midst of an affair with the President of the United States. How do I know it's true? You will lose her as a friend. I've made my peace with that. Are you sure you have enough evidence? My calls with Monica. Holy shit. It all has to come out. <laughs> the press will destroy her. You don't know that. President, do you know a woman named Monica Lewinsky? That's me, that's my face. This isn't about justice. Then what is it about? Oh, wow. Impeachment. William Jefferson Clinton. Do you solemnly swear that you will tell the truth? The whole truth? And nothing but the truth, so help you God. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Wow. So I thought this was about, uh, this obviously came out September 7th on FX. I obviously thought this was about Donald Trump's impeachment, but no, this is a totally different story. It's about um, Bill Clinton's, uh, uh, you know, you know, being, you know, his affair with Monica Lewinsky in the White House and pretty much American Crime Story is an anthology series centered around America's most notorious crimes and criminals. This is the third season. I remember one of them was for like O.J. Simpson. I forgot what the second one was, but I'm going to eventually watch these because they're very interesting. I did not know that that's what it was about. Um, Obviously, you know, we we I, I've been watching um what's it called? If you guys hear any noises, they're actually doing some construction work on the outside of the studio. So I have to, you know, endure. But the show must go on. So um but yeah, um I love American Horror Story or I actually started watching American Horror Story again for the for while well, I'm on the I believe it's the fourth season or I just finished the fourth season, about to start the fifth season. But yeah, that's how I found out about American Crime Story. They got all these spin-offs, whatever the case. But yeah, let's move on to the next trailer we're gonna look at. It's called Made, and it was uh, made as in like somebody who cleans, and it's a Netflix movie, so let's check this out. Trailer came out about four months ago. Why are you here? We don't have anywhere to sleep tonight. So you're homeless. I had a home, and then we left it. Do you want to call the cops now? It's not too late. And say what, that he didn't hit me? We need to get you off the streets. There's beds at the domestic violence shelter. You're here. You can breathe. I am Alex. I'm trying to piece together how I got here. My mom is undiagnosed bipolar, and she's MIA right now. I got into college. I wanted to be a writer, but I got pregnant. 
now I'm a single mom. You on parole? No. That probably background check? No. This is a trial. Oh, I'm starting today. That's good news, ain't it, broke girl? We compost. Ben is labeled compost. Can you read or should I show you? I can read. I can do this. So quit. I can't quit. I live for my daughter. Alex, I haven't had a drink today. You don't leave a good man when he's trying. And they hate the way you shine. Before they bite, they bark. I pay all the bills. But you hang out with my friends. I do everything for you. Before they hit you, they hit near you. Hide how much it hurts. It grows like mold. Miss Russell, did you file a police report on the night you left? No. You can't take the child away like that. It's grounds for losing custody. This is an emergency. You are an emergency. Rewrite your story. I want for my daughter it's not big and full of stuff our space is a home because we love each other hmm. so this Netflix this was a Netflix miniseries that came out October 1st of last year it reads after fleeing an abusive relationship a young mother finds a job cleaning houses as she fights to provide for her child and build them a better future. Uh, it stars Margaret Qualley and Nick Robinson. I'm familiar with Nick Robinson because he was in Jurassic World, and he was also in a, uh, another miniseries on Hulu called A Teacher. Uh, Andy McDowell also pops in here, and a couple other people like Billy Burke, and uh, just just a slew of different actors, up and coming actors and stuff. But yes, it came out um, October 1st, so check that out. It should be on Netflix right now. And we're going to look at the last uh, trailer, or I should say, uh, I guess it would be like a teaser for something to come up for, um, uh, was it the Book of Boba Fett? It was at the end of the Book of Boba Fett, uh, one of the characters was had to make a choice. So this trailer or teaser is kind of like uh, putting one of the characters in the middle and he has to make a choice. So let's see this uh, this little teaser thing here and we'll talk about it. Yeah, everybody, I'm here trying to find it. It doesn't, it doesn't exactly have a thing here. Okay, here we go. 
It's uh no. <laughs> All right, so they have baby Grogu in the middle, uh, holding Kermit the Frog for some odd reason in the air, and in between him is. Uh, Luke Skywalker and the Mandalorian and right off of that the Mandalorian drops and puts his head right on top well like you know like moves his head toward um, Grogu and Grogu and him both come face to face with each other so that pretty much makes you assume that he's going to choose uh, the Mandalorian I mean that was just a little snippet that was done I think that was for TikTok uh, but that was pretty cool that they did that for TikTok and it was um, released. And then following, the, you know, the upcoming season finale of the Book of Boba Fett. And with that, we are going to go and pay some bills and we will be right back with the questionnaire of, you know, the, 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 the remaining episodes of the Book of Boba Fett, including the season finale. And then we're going to go into some news. After that, we'll go right into... But uh, re- reviews and recommendations, and we will call it a day. Be right back. Alrighty, we are back, and we're gonna go right into the questionnaire of the book of Boba Fett. Have you guys been watching it? It's on Disney Plus. Uh, it has been. It had just completed about uh, this past Wednesday. So make sure you take. Take a look at it, you know, in the last few episodes that we spoke about um, in the last three episodes back, we spoke about uh, season, I mean, episode one, two and three. So we're currently on episode four. So I'm going to start off with the questionnaires here. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't have anybody to like, you know, you know, you know, shoot these questions to. So I have answers here that I'm going to obviously go right into. So um, if you guys are, if you guys have not seen the show and you guys don't want any spoilers, stop it right here. Go watch the show on Disney Plus after you finish all seven episodes. You can come back and listen. And if you agree with me, then you agree with me. If you don't, then you can let me know that you don't agree with me. But um, yeah, here we go. Uh, question number one. How did Fennec Shan survive her blaster wound? Because she got shot and she was supposed to be dead. Um, but what's his name? Um, Bubba Fat. He heard the explosion and he went up to her and found her. So Fennec Shan's survival of one at point blank range is strange. Shan doesn't wear armor. But even so, an aspiring bounty hunter like Toro Calican must must most likely used an armor piercing blaster this consistency likely has no in universe explanation being the result of the showrunner simply wanting shan to survive instead a similar inconsistency occurred in star wars the bad batch in which one which in which orn free ta was hit by a blaster bolt in the head and nevertheless survived and I believe she was uh, taken. He was. I, I believe this is the episode where he took, uh, what's his name, Boba Fett took her, and had her modified. They put um, me- mechanical pieces in her and helped her survive. She did not die. 
Uh, question number two, who helped the Kintan Striders kill the Tuscan Raider tribe? While the Kintan Striders took credit for the massacre, Fennec Shan voiced skepticism towards the idea of a swoop gang killing an entire tribe of Tuscan Raiders who are deadly warriors. The Kintan Striders were most likely assisted by another criminal gang, and the top contenders are the Pike Syndicate, and possibly the remnants of Jabba the Hutt's criminal empire under the command of Bib Fortuna. So I won't get too ahead of myself. We find out who was the proper instigators to the the pillaging of the Tusken Raiders later on in the final episode. But uh, for now, we'll just go with that. Episode uh, question number three: When did Bib Fortuna double cross Boba Fett? So fan theory of Fett being drunk or drugged during the Sarlacc Pit battle might be true, with Fortuna potentially responsible for. Impairing Fett, if Fortuna's forces assisted the Kintan Striders with massacring the Tuscan Raider tribe, Fett would have more than enough reason to wish to kill him. Fett might have also been simply referring to Fortuna not not searching for him after hearing rumors of Fett's escape from the Sarlacc. Question number four. Did Bubba Fett forget that he escaped the Sarlacc in his armor? After recovering Slave One, Bubba Fett and Fennec Shan returned to the pit of Carcoon, where they ultimately killed the Sarlacc with one of the, one of the ship's iconic seismic charges. Fett went back to the site of his embarrassing defeat in search of his armor, but his but he's shown escaping the pit fully armored in the show's pilot, creating a potential continuity snarl. Now, I rewatched that episode and he came out of the pit with the armor, but he was knocked out instantaneously and robbed by the, 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 what were the, the, I forgot the name of the, the wonkies, the man, I forgot those little guys. Um, but obviously he was drugged, so he you wouldn't even know, uh, you know, at that point, you know, you're drugged. You don't know what happened. Let me see. Who stole the, who stole? Boba Fat Armory. Yeah, I, I want to get this right. The Jawas, why did I say the Wonkies? <laughs> the Jawas were the ones who stole his armor. And obviously he was drugged, so he's probably going to wake up all over the place, not knowing what the heck, and he's probably going to forget. I mean, he was probably already disoriented. He was probably already already disoriented as he was inside the Sarlacc pit when he woke up. So, you know, chances are he didn't even realize that. He probably thought this, the you know, the armor stayed inside the Sarlacc pit, but you know, that, I, w- I would understand why he was, he woke up all discombobulated. Obviously, question number five: Why did Black Kurasanstan attack the Trandoshans? All right, so this it's pretty crazy because at the end of this episode, you see that you know Black Kurasanstan is just sitting there drinking, but he's really pissed off at seeing these Trandoshan creatures you know, winning or 
being themselves and he's really pissed off and then he gets up and he attacks them ultimately ripping up one ripping off one of their arms so why did he get mad at them if they didn't do anything to him so despite whip's best attempts to calm the situation down chrysanthemum rips off a trandoshan's arm before leaving in both star wars continuities wookies and trandoshans have an extremely antagonistic relationship though this is expanded on much Further in the original timeline in the Legends universe, Trandoshans have a history of enslaving Wookiees and killing them for their pelts. And while this isn't an explicitly shown in canon, it's likely still the case. So yeah, maybe there's some hatred between them without even you know sparking any interest. You know, it's like, yeah, I come into contact with somebody who maybe okay so let's say i got into a fight with somebody in a gang or something and i'm part of a gang and i'm at a place where there's another gang member there who just happens to be part of his gang so then by by you know we are guilty by association pretty much so i guess there was just hatred there okay question number six is boba fett planning on hiring din jin jaren is he planning on hiring Jinjarin to join his tribe, as he calls it. Uh, the, question, uh, the answer is, in preparation for his forthcoming war with the Pike Syndicate, Boba Fett seeks to hire additional muscle for his crime organization, considering that he has few enforcers and doesn't ask Tatooine's other crime bosses to sacrifice theirs. The opposite ends, the, I mean the opposite, the episode ends with a musical cue from the Mandalorian, implying that Jin Jaren might be who Fett has in mind. If Fett hires Jaren, the following episodes might provide some insight towards the latter's predicaments following the Mandalorian season two finale. So that's the end of episode four questionnaire. Now we're gladly going to move on to the Book of Boba Fett, episode five question here, because we're going to keep moving on little by little and you're going to be listening. If you have not seen these episodes, I, I implore you to stop it, go watch it, then come back because these are all spoilers. So the Book of Boba Fett, episode five, question number one says, why did Jin Jaren resume bounty hunting? When we see him, he's bounty hunting again. Well, Din Djarin is a bounty hunter by trade who uses his Mandalorian training and weaponry to make a living as an honorable mercenary. This would have presumably changed, however, with the acquisition of the Dark Saber. So, obviously, he's just going to go back to what he used to do because he needs to make money. You know, uh, it's just like everybody. If I have a trade and I lose my job, let's say I'm a carpenter by trade, but yet I get an opportunity to become something more and then I deal with that for a good minute and then all of a sudden I lose my job, you know, with what I was doing, what am I going to do? I'm going to go right back to what I used to do, which is my carpentry, because that, you know, assures that I'm still going to make some money. That's why they always say that you have to have a fallback plan when you do something. So if you're working as a, a processor, as I am right now, you have to have some kind of like a back, a fallback because you don't know how long this job's going to last. You might need something else. So, yeah. Question number two, where is Bo-Katan Kreese? So Bo-Katan, we saw her in um, The Mandalorian. And the first time I saw her was in uh, The Clone, Clone Wars. 
I forget what season it was. But the question is, where's Bo-Katan Kreese right now? Kreese seemed poised to challenge Jaren for the possession of the Darksaber before Luke Skywalker's intervention in The Mandalorian Season 2. And the explanation for how and why Jaren departed Kreese with the weapon remains to be explained. So they did not explain that in this season or this series, The Book of Boba Fett. Although some people are calling this The Mandalorian's, I guess, 2.5, season 2.5, because it feels to be like an, an, uh, an extension from The Mandalorian. A lot of people, other people call it their own series, you know, The Book of Boba Fett. I still think that it's, you know, a cross between both. Um, but yeah, Bo-Katan did not come into this one. I think she's going to come into play in uh, The Mandalorian season three. <clears throat> Moving on, question number three. Who made the Beskar spear? The most obvious answer is Morgan Elsbeth, or somebody with her imperial contingent. But it also might have been created by the Mandalorian from another clan, by a Mandalorian from another clan, just as the children of the Watch have specific rules and customs, another Mandalorian clan might have forged the weapon as a weapon to use against the rival clans. So yeah. Question number four, what did the armorer make for Grogu? Who the armor is, uh, Morgan, uh, is it Elsbeth? No, I forgot her name. The, the, the Mandalorian chick. Uh, what did the armor for Grogu, what, what did the armor make for Grogu? So Jaren might have commissioned a suit of Beskar chainmail armor for Grogu when folded up and wrapped, the armor might be small enough to fit in Jaren's palm, and the extremely durable Beskar would make for a useful protective suit for Grogu. And it's so freaking cute. Let me see. Who is... Uh, I just want to know who it is. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. I need to know her name because I hate not being able I'm 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 what's that called? I'm a perfectionist like that. So I don't like not I don't like giving people information and then not being able to to you know give the proper information. So her name is her name is Billy Bob Thornton. Her name? Oh, it's just armor. I thought it was a different name. Well, her name. Is it the uh, Ishi Ishi Teep Guildmaster? I'm sorry, everybody. I'm just looking over here because I don't like. Oh my God, Pass Visla was done by John Favreau. He did the voice of Pass Visla. So I guess her name is Ishi, Ishi Tip Guildmaster. Or maybe not, well, she would just go by the armor. Her name is Armor. <laughs> so yes, the armor made a chainmail, um, a chainmail suit for Grogu out of the Beskar spear. Question number five, will Grogu become the second Mandalorian Jedi? So we find out that there was a Mandalorian Jedi at one point, 
which is two religions, um, but uh, who is who was the one the the fabricator of the va- uh, no the, the fabricator of the dark saber, and he was Pas Vizsla's uh, descendant. So will uh, Grogu become the next Mandalorian Jedi, which would be amazing. But the answer is a dark saber was constructed by the first and only Mandalorian Jedi, Tar Vizsla, as revealed in Star Wars Rebels and reiterated in the Book of Boba Fett with Grogu being a part of Clan Mudhorn and being trained by Luke Skywalker, the founder of the New Jedi Order in the Legends continuity, he might grow up to become the second Mandalorian Jedi. So we don't know as of yet, but because he's still a child. But who knows? We might get that. I mean, right now at the moment, Disney is pretty much rewriting a lot of the stuff that happened in um, George Lucas's universe. Or maybe they're just taking freedom and creating something new. Episode six, I mean, question six. Why does Jin Djarin replace the Razor Crest with a Starfighter? If you remember, Jin Djarin used to fly uh, Razor Crest in the last two episodes. I mean, the last two seasons, but it was destroyed. So it needs to get f- fixed. So uh, he went up to his friend um, who who pretty much, uh, her name is Pelimoto. I think it's Pelimoto or some different name. Obviously, these names from the Star Wars universe are all out there. And he asked her to find him a, a, a ship or fix the Razor Crest or whatever the case. So the question, the answer is Jin Djarin's bounty hunting vessel, the Razor Crest, was destroyed in the Mandalorian season two upon being struck by a blaster cannon blast from Moff Gideon's light cruiser. Upon returning to Tatooine, Jaren and Pelimoto refurbish and modify a Nabu one starfighter which becomes Jaren's new ship so if you look at the show you'll know that the Nabu starfighter was one of the starfighters from uh, if you actually remember uh phantom menace uh anakin skywalker flies one of those starfighters and destroys the ship at the end of the film and you know for them to find this ship and restore it to its glory it's just amazing, you know. It gives you those uh, those those vibes of 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 you know just your past, your childhood, watching these movies growing up. You know, pretty amazing. And that was the last question for episode five. We're going into the Book of Boba Fett episode six. It's called Nostalgic. I said um, those vibes that remember your youth. It's the nostalgia of it all. The Book of Boba Fett episode six. So again, I'm giving you another warning. You haven't seen it, stop here, go watch it, come back, because this is full of spoilers. Question number one, are Cobb Vance and Garza Whip actually dead? So by this episode, they were supposedly killed. So the answer is, chapter six of the Book of Boba Fett saw the supposed deaths of two minor characters played by household name actors first and armorless Cobb Vance lost a tense duel to Cad Bane. So, so if you know who Cad Bane is, he was introduced in um, the Cologne War car- um, animation cartoon, and I believe he came back in the Bad Batch. So now the live-action Cad Bane makes his appearance, and he kills Cobb Vanth. 
Then Garza's sanctuary went up in flames and she wasn't standing far from the Camtono Kam that contained the explosives. Like always, if there is visual confirmation of the character's death, they're probably still in play. So they were killed by the Pine Syndicate. I mean, uh, she was killed supposedly by the Pine Syndicate because it was a, there was this like canister with a bomb in it and she was standing right there. And we got to see our favorite actress who portrayed the Twi'lek. Uh, um, the Twi'lek. Oh, my God. I forgot her name. Uh, Garza Flip portrayed by Jennifer Beals die hopefully she isn't dead but i mean that explosion was really close to her so i don't know question number two where are boba fett's ground troops going to come from so see the thing is it's not just from one place they it, it, boba fett at this point had knows so many different characters around the the you know the the, the, the this war he's trying to gain so much people so my answer was so there are many characters in the story of boba fett at this point and the possibilities of finding ground trips can come from so many the tuscan raiders the rancor the gang bosses etc there's so many different places they can come so um pretty much i guess you just have to wait and see who shows up in in this avenger-esque end game-esque um battle at the end of the season uh, question three who will face off against Cad Bane next? So there's a possibility of different people that can face off against Cad Bane, especially at the beginning of this episode when he comes face to face with Boba Fett. So the fearsome bounty hunter who finds himself aligned with the Pikes against Boba's Fett, Boba Fett's rule of as Daimyo has dueled with Boba and Fennec before and one or maybe even two rematches are in order so they have but okay so he aboba uh, was introduced obviously in um attack of the clones then we get to see him again in the 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 the, uh, the clone wars as a teenager and he is you know in the same group with cad bane or in the same area vicinity so we do come to find out that they were allies at one point and um i guess they do face off in the bad batch from what i understand so in this episode they come face to face and i love the 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 connection when he tells him oh um uh, we aren't we are oh no wait i'm getting ahead of myself so i'll just be quiet right now because they, at this point they just spoken to each other uh so yeah who will they rematch again who knows question number four will grogu choose the armor or the lightsaber that is the question that is the question so my answer is whichever symbolic item he chooses in all likelihood luke's ultimatum won't hold we already have presidents that someone can be both mandalorian and jedi tarvisla the forger of the dark saber was and proof in the last jedi that luke comes to regret his strict interpretation of the jedi ways so i guess we'll have to wait and see I don't want to ruin it for you. Question number five. Is Han Solo about to make a last second appearance? Now, this question came out of left field because I had no reason why this this would be thrown in here. But the answer is, since the launch of the Book of Boba Fett, fans have been predicting we'll see both Kira, who is from uh, the Solo film, 
and Han Solo in the season finale. Emilia Clark, who would have to be aged up, and Harrison Ford will have to be aged down. But Star Wars demonstrated how much better it's gotten at precisely that. Just last week, Kira and Han's past would no doubt make that moment dramatic. Now, I don't know why they would be in it, because I, ne I never saw a reason why they would be in it, but I guess I might have missed something, or maybe I still have to catch up with a lot of more stuff when it comes to the Star Wars marathon that I'm actually involved in right now, um, to understand why they would be in it. Uh, but yeah, okay. So that was the last question for uh, episode six. And we're going to move right into the Book of Boba Fett episode seven season finale. Again, if you have not seen this, stop it here. This is full of spoilers. Go watch this season. Come back. Enjoy. And we'll move on. So we're going to start backwards with the questions this time because this is how it was portrayed when I took the notes down. Uh, question number five. How will Cad Bane's introduction change the finale? So everything is like thrown up in the air at this point. So <clears throat> Cad Bane's iconic live action debut in the latest episode could spell trouble for Boba Fett and his squad. Bane is, successful is a successful bounty hunter and highly competent gunslinger who has proven himself in battle, fighting Jedi such as Ahsoka Tano, Anakin Skywalker, and Obi-Wan Kenobi in the animated series The Clone Wars. Bane has had a prior run-in with Fennec Shand and was a former mentor to Boba Fett after the death of his father Django. <clears throat> there was even a deleted scene in The Clone Wars where Bubba and Bane had a gunslinging duel, which could potentially be canon thanks to an episode of The Bad Batch. So, he, okay, Cad Bane was literally used to tense up the story. I mean, there was so much more going on in this series, but it all played out well. I guess they, to answer your question, will Cad Bane have another or who will he duel next in the final episode? It turned out to be Boba Fett and they got into a really good, a dope fight. And at one point when you actually thought that Boba Fett was actually going to be defeated, it turned out that his Tusken Raider self or his experience or his training came into play. He was able to defeat um, Cad Bane, eventually killing him. Now, is he really dead? Nobody really knows. The question is, the question is, when will he come back or will he come back? And if he, in his alien um, form... Well, is it easily stabbed and killed the way that he was killed? So we have no idea as of yet. Everything ended so abruptly that we don't know. Maybe he'll make an appearance somewhere down the line. I don't know. But it was just dope to see him come back. His whole voice, the way he talked, just amazing. Question number four. Will Boba Fett's rancor make an appearance? Answer is initially Boba expressed interest in learning to tame the Rancor. And there was even mention of the Witches of Dathomir, a group that rode the Rancors. But since then, Boba's Rancor has only made a brief appearance as a scare tactic against the crime group Boba was trying to convince to reunite against the Pike Syndicate. It would make for an impressive entrance if Boba was to come in during the Book of Boba Fett finale mounted on his new beast. 
And to make things even more sexier, uh, they get into this big old war and he does. He comes riding the rancor like a freaking bull into, you know, a big fight against this machinoid. And the rancor ends up eating even one of the Pike Syndicate. He ends up swallowing him whole, which was pretty cool because I was waiting for one of those, well, for it to eat somebody. And it, it was it was a big part in defeating, um, you know, the, the, the Pike Syndicate. Uh, moving on. Question three. We, will we find out about Grogu's decision? Obviously, he chose the Mandalorian's armor. He shows up in a starfire, an X-Wing. And you're like, what the hell? It lands and he pops his little head out. So I guess he figured out how to fly that thing. Pops his little head out. <coughs> Excuse me. Um... And then they're in the middle of the, of the fight, and um, his his uh, uh, you know his machinist or you know his mechanic uh, Pelimoto ends up appearing, saving uh, Mando, and you know she's on this like I guess this wagon being pulled by this robot, and underneath some clothes she's like oh here's somebody to say hello to you and there goes grogu and grogu jumps on mando and gives him a hug and they all join together into this big ass big old fight and he ends up you know pulling one of the mach uh, machinoids uh, uh bolts and making it fall and you know i thought he was just gonna crush one of them but he didn't but yeah he was in there question number two could chapter seven be the end of the series it would make sense, you know, for uh, Boba Fett to actually join with Mando and go on to his ventures. But it looks like, uh, from what the looks of it, uh, what's his name? They spoke to Timura uh, Morrison, and he said he would like to take, uh, I guess, go back or something. He wants to have a fight with Mace Windu, who is the killer, the proper person who who killed his father, Django. If you look at the beginning of this episode, of this season, it opens up with uh, little boy Boba Fett standing over Jango Fett's head. And I guess, you know, realizing that his dad is dead. But the answer to this is the book of Boba Fett has not yet been officially renewed for second season. Although primary, primary director... Robert Rodriguez thinks that season two is definitely possible. The season one finale could either tie things up nicely for the bounty hunter or suggest something more open-ended and set up a story for a second season. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see because they really didn't say anything much. Um, just Timur Morrison wanted to go off and, you know, having a fight with Mace Windu. And the final question for the season finale of The Book of Boba Fett Will Boba Fett actually do something? Will he actually fight this time? Most important, the answer is most importantly, could the finale, could the final episode finally feature Boba Fett acting like himself, the hardened, skilled bounty hunter that is plenty capable of battle, who viewers got to see in The Mandalorian? Hopefully, the book of Boba Fett first season will end in a first sequence worthy of what fans have been expecting to see for him a long time and yes we do we have him 
flying alongside the Mandalorian, more like brothers in arms. They're shooting, they're fighting. He's using his knee cannons, his fist fire, his his weaponry, his uh, his missile, right in a rancor. Um, just a full on battle fighting against uh, Cad Bane, um, getting into just so much. You know, there was times where you actually thought that he would like fall down, but no, he just kept going. And he even used his Tuscan Raider uh, training to defeat. Feet uh, villains. Oh my god, it was such an amazing portrayal at the end. Uh, that's I keep calling it an Avenger esque endgame esque finale. Like, you know, you had the Avengers all together in Endgame. Well, here had a I mean, I was kind of hoping that we would see Ahsoka Tano and Luke Skywalker probably joining in the battle. Unfortunately, they weren't there because they have their own things cooking, I guess. Uh, but I'll tell you right now that it was very, very satisfying to me. To me, it was satisfying. I don't care what anybody says. If other people talk trash and try to say, oh, no, they have no idea what the heck this series is about. So they better shut up. Alrighty then, we're going to move right into some of the news, and then we'll go right into reviews and recommendations, and we'll call it a day. So first bit of news, so rumors are Tom Cruise will be in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness as Iron Man in another universe. Other possibilities are Eric Bana as Hulk, Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Halle Berry as Storm, Professor X, no word if it's going to be Patrick Stewart or James McAvoy, James Marsden as Cyclops, and Hugh Jackman as who else? Wolverine. We also have rumors as th that Marvel reached out to Ben Affleck to reprise his role as Daredevil. So we don't know if they got through to him. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. This movie can't wait, can't come too sooner. Moving on, Andrew Garfield hated living about a hated lying about being Spider-Man, but has also enjoyed also enjoyed it. He also lied to Emma Stone. She kept asking him, are you in this? He said no. Moving on. Bill Murray will play a villain in Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania. No word on who he will play. Screen 5 as the best installment in this series. Um, in my opinion, I don't think so. I think Scream 2 was the best one. Then go Scream 1. Then go Scream 5. Then 3 and 4. But um, I guess you guys would have to have your own thing. So, like I said earlier, Dexter New Blood season finale was said to be worse than the original series finale. So, you have to be a fan in order to enjoy it. I don't know. Moving on, John Cena stated on Ellen he is almost likely not going to be able to be part of WrestleMania this year because of conflicting opportunities, but states he is not done with WWE. So I guess you will have to just wait and see what he does next. I don't know. Uh, he has a lot of stuff cooking. I mean, he just, he's been on Peacemaker. I think the season finale just dropped. Um, but yeah, uh, he's doing a lot of stuff nowadays. So I just hope he starts going into some acting classes because he's only good in comedy. Like, his drama and his action roles really aren't. I guess he's, I don't know. I guess he's, he's, it's like watching uh, Daniel Radcliffe do another role. And I only see him as Harry Potter. I don't know. Moving on, Marvel's Fantastic Four reboot still in works with John Watts. After finishing up Spider-Man No Way Home, he is going right into Fantastic Four. So I guess we'll see that soon. So we now know that Doctor Strange 2 reshoots are wrapped. So we're done. We're happy with that because now they are editing what needs to be added and we will soon get this film. Moving on, Disney Plus 
has Real Steel, the movie with Hugh Jackman and the robots, the Rock'em Sock'em Robot movie. Uh, they're coming up with a series which is in development. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom has efficient rap production. Okay, so I mean, we're supposed to be getting a uh, 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 trailer soon. Is that is that it? Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet are to divorce, as stated on a tweet, which nobody really cares. But I mean, that's pretty crazy. Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. I mean. I guess because, you know, he has this news after Aquaman, he blew up. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe that he has other women in 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 in, in I. I don't know. I thought Lisa Bonet was his shorty. Uh, it is greenlit that Shadow and Bone season two for Netflix is coming as is, is being greenlit or it is greenlit. I'm sorry. It should be coming out soon. Or it's in production. I'm sorry. That's the word that I was looking for. I.O. to release Hitman 1, 2, and 3 in a special collection package. That's what I need because I won't play 2, 3, and none of the other ones without part 1. Pete Davidson to host the Oscars. Ah, Pete Davidson is annoying. Logan Paul bought 3.5 million of fake Pokemon cards. Turns out that they were all G.I. Joe cards. I can't believe that. 3.5 million? You're ludicrous. The Santa Claus series announced for Disney Plus with Tim Allen returning. So it's a, a TV show now? It's ridiculous. Uh, Willem Dafoe would like to play a Joker imposter opposite Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. That would be amazing. Scream, or Scream 5, debuts at 34 million opening weekend, putting it at number one, dethroning Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow, but I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is still up there because it's literally going to knock Avatar or did it knock Avatar off the hinges, you know? Avatar was the highest grossing movie and until Endgame, uh, and it's up there. <laughs> Moon Knight releases March 30th, everybody, on Disney+. Plus. Is Ethan Hawke's Sun King in the Moon Knight? Nobody knows because, well, we're all going on that one trailer. Moving on. Daniel Radcliffe to portray Weird Al Yankovic in a biopic on Roku channel. I'll definitely watch that. I used to love Weird Al as a young young guy. I used to listen to all his albums. Moving on. Official title to the Lord of the Rings series called The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Robert Pattinson in talks to star in Bong Joon-ho's new sci-fi film. Don't know who that is. I know that it's supposed to be some kind of big, um, you know, director. So I guess Robert Pattinson is doing a lot of good stuff nowadays. So it is reported that the Batman will be the longest Batman to date. Hey, I'm excited. I got my tickets already. Godzilla TV series in the works at Apple TV+. Plus. Why, what, 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 why a series? Let's see a move, more movies. What the heck? King Kong versus Godzilla was amazing. The Batman theme music was released, so I have not yet heard it. So go check it out. King of the Hill revival in the works. I've never seen one episode, so I don't know. Black Panther Wakanda forever delayed again because of several crew testing positive for COVID cases. Uh, I mean, the Batman had... How many times did they have to stop? 
because of COVID cases. <laughs> the Meg 2 has begun filming with Jason Statham attached again. I thought The Meg was trash. That maybe movie made money? I thought it just went down the... I don't know, man. I, that, why make that trash again? DC to end Justice League series and kill off major characters. So this is comic book news. Um, they, I guess... I mean, but they, nobody ever stays really stays dead. So I don't know. Uh, sad news. Louis Anderson, famous comedian, passes away at 68. I remember growing up watching this show on cartoon uh, on Fox 5. I think it was called Life of Louis. And he voiced the character of Louis Anderson. He was also in uh, Coming to America. And obviously he did a bunch of movies and a bunch of TV shows. And he was a famous comedian. Sad to see him pass. All my people are going. Uh, Mission Impossible 7 and 8 delayed till 2023 and 2024. Knives Out 2 is set to hit late fall. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are to get engaged. Who, but my question is, who cares? She has more rings collected than Thanos has jewels in his glove. She's just... Ugh. Live action Aristocats in the works in Disney. So here goes a movie about cats. Star Wars series Ahsoka adds Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Who is she to play? Um, uh, theory is that she's going to be Ventress. The one who gave Anakin Skywalker his scar. So that would be awesome. And the last uh, bit of news that we're going to talk about is Anna de Armas sues Universal $5 million for cutting her out of the film yesterday. Oh, my troubles seem so far away. But did that, move, did, did that movie do anything? Like, I, I guess? I mean, you can't get mad because they cut you out of it. It's 50-50 chance. I mean, you're still making money now. Come on, you were in... James Bond's last film and you're probably gonna get a spin off of that you're you're in Knives Out you're in all these freaking movies like what the hell do you need five million dollars for I guess people just want their money whatever the case I don't know all right everybody uh we are done with that we will make a quick transition and we'll be back with yours truly and reviews and recommendations Okay, we are back. All right, so we're just going to go right into reviews and recommendations. And like always, um, I'm, I'm a little backed up with my reviews and recommendations. Not everything that I... I don't speak about everything that I've seen currently for the simple fact that it's just a lot of stuff that I've seen. Uh, this is after my uh, COVID period um i was getting better but i still wasn't back at work so i was just watching certain things at home uh, continuing certain marathons with my friend maria at the time and you know getting ready for you know the end of the holidays and stuff so uh the next uh movie original that i watched uh was called The Nutty Professor, which it was in 1963, and it reads, a timid, nearsighted chemistry teacher discovers a magical potion that can transform him into a suave and handsome Romeo. The Jekyll and Hyde game works well, well 
enough until the concoction starts to wear off at the most embarrassing times. Um, the movie was okay for what it was. It wasn't like the one with Eddie Murphy because the one with Eddie Murphy was an updated version um, that came out, you know, the, in the 90s. But this one starred Jerry Lewis and a lot of the stuff that he did in this movie, I remember growing up and watching it. Um, like, I remember watching this movie called Girl, Earth Girls Are Easy. And I remember, uh, what's his name? Jim Carrey quoting him in a couple of scenes. And just when I saw this movie, I was like, oh, so that's where he got it from. When he goes, oh, I'll uh, move to the, pia the piano player, move out of the way. I'll drive, you know, like... He's going to play piano. I guess you would have to see the movie to know which scenes I'm actually talking about. Uh, but yeah, that was Nutty Professor 1963. Next movie that I saw, it was with my um, my old friend uh, Maria, Punisher Warzone. This was the second installment of The Punisher. We were getting ready to watch the Marvel, the Marvel MCU Punisher. Um, but this one, by far, to me, was the best Punisher, Punisher Warzone. Frank Castle, known as the Punisher, ruthlessly demolishes organized crime but but it starts in an even bigger war it starts in an even bigger war i thought that ray stevenson was amazing as the punisher um it just reminded me a lot of the you know the war zone or war journal comics and he was just so badass at it you know this is what the punisher is supposed to be not like thomas jane's punisher where he was kind of forgiving and stuff no um ray stevenson's punisher just was ruthless he has this whole scene where he just kills the whole mafia at the beginning of the movie. Just really sick. After that, I watched Nutty Professor, which was the 1996 version, which was the uh, Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, the movie, uh, the, 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 Eddie Murphy starred in it. I believe Jada Pinkham Smith was also in it. And the synopsis reads, Grossly overweight, yet good-hearted Professor Sherman Klump takes a special chemical that turns him into the slim but obnoxious buddy love it was it was it was funny but um i guess to this day the cgi doesn't stand um but yeah it was it was an okay i mean i had seen this movie years ago before but i rewatched it just to say that i actually finished it and it was it was okay after that me and my um old friend maria decided to watch Kind of like a thriller type movie. Um, I wasn't 100% recuperated from COVID, but I was feeling a lot better. So she came over. Uh, we watched A Quiet Place. In a post-apocalyptic world, a family is forced to live in silence while hiding from monsters with ultra-sensitive hearing. I remember watching this movie in the theaters and thinking, wow, this movie is pretty crazy. I remember a lot of people went crazy for this movie. Oh my God, it's an original. No, this is not original at all. Um, but it was an okay film. Um, after that, I watched Nutty Professor 2, The Clumps, which I had never seen. Scientist Sherman Clumps inventions, inventions his upcoming marriage to his pretty colleague, Denise Gaines, and his reputation are threatened by his evil clone, Buddy Love. So it turns out that, you know, Sherman Clump has to go up against himself, his... Uh, his thin version who literally i guess escapes from his body and that was his ultimate you know i guess how uh, they say 
your 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 ultimate enemy is yourself, and that's what he was going up against himself, uh, ultimately defeating him, and he was able to find peace within his big self, and you know, get married and fall in love. Um, and finally, I remember I was telling you guys that I was doing a, a, a you know, a, what was that called? A Very Merry Christmas Parade Marathon. And I am in the 1993 Walt Disney World Very Merry Christmas Parade, um, which was, I saw it on YouTube. Aladdin's Royal Caravan was a parade based on the Aladdin, on Aladdin that ran at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Disneyland, and Disneyland Park, Paris. Every float featured the genie. It featured a bathtub genie and a split in two genie and a 32 foot tall genie and that was part of the very very merry christmas uh parade it had mickey and all the up-to-date um um, characters from all the walt disney movies that had come out to that date it was uh, i believe i forget who actually was the host but it just had a lot of different things that you'll definitely get a kick out of um and yeah and that was it for my reviews and recommendations everybody remember um you know next week i will be talking about uh the the what was it called and just like that season finale i mean it ended a while ago i was actually delaying it because i didn't know if i should talk about and just like that because i honestly i was a big fan of sex in the city the original series plus the two movies and when they decided to revive it with and just like that and they made it so preachy with all the the bullcrap that's going on today with the whole non-binaries and gays and making it one of those shows like they did with glee it just it didn't it didn't sit well with me because this was a really good series and they decided to shat on it with all this stuff that's going on nowadays a lot of people might have enjoyed it i know that a lot of fans hated um a few things from it and we will get into it next week uh we will also be uh you know exploring into more news that i found out within the last you know a few weeks and stuff and obviously we're going to go right into the reviews and recommendations from that point and um we'll just you know get into it um so my name is dave d saint you can find me on all the major hashtags as dave d saints or dave underscore d underscore saints or david santiago you can also find me on psn as ariel dean 81 i repeat ariel dean 81 um and yeah that's pretty much it so we will be talking to you guys next time and just like J- gus j swirl 77 says you may ask who the hell's case gus j swirl 77 says seven at this point because he hasn't been on the, one of the shows well he used to be a former knight hopefully he'll make his uh i guess a cameo sometime soon you know right now he's just involved in so much work and his family and stuff so yeah we'll probably see him one of these days but yes um just like gus j swirl 77 says take care take care man